0: Hi, this is Mona from the Monovations podcast, and I am super excited to have my special guest, my special mompreneur, Cherry Tweety Hawkins, is joining us on this episode. I found her on Instagram, actually, found her on Instagram, started scrolling, reading about her, ended up purchasing her book, Live Your God-Inspired Purpose for Moms, purchased that. And So she is just a beautiful soul. Um, Over the years I've continued to uh, her and we are social media buds and so I'm just excited that she's here to share with us on today. I'm going to go ahead and let her introduce herself and then we will get into uh, our topic for the podcast.
1: Well hello Mona. Hello everybody. Thank you so much for having me. I am Sherry Twitty Hawkins, your mom motivator and I help moms to rediscover the woman within because, you know, sometimes we forget about who we are because we're so busy taking care of everybody else and learn how to practice self-care, self-love, and live our God-inspired purpose as women. And I am a married, I love my husband so much, (laughs) he's awesome, married woman as well as a mother of twins, a five-year-old, the twins just turned 10 actually on Monday. A five-year-old and I also have an 18-year-old stepdaughter. So that's a little about me. Okay.
0: Happy birthday to the twins. Thank you. <laughs> yes. So that's exciting. How how long have you been married?
1: Hmm, let's see. <laughs> I'm going to say going on eight years. Going on nine years. My husband, you know how the woman usually remembers. We're the opposite. He remembers and I don't. I'm like, how many? He's like, mm-hmm. same yeah, here. I know how long it's been.
0: <laughs> same here. I'd be like, uh. <laughs> I have to think. Like, how old is this uh, our son? And then add a year to that. <laughs> That's how I figure it. Some awesome. So, uh, you uh, live in Houston, Texas. Yes, ma'am. H-Town. Awesome. Uh, you are not only an author, you are a poet, and you are the CEO and founder of an awesome mom, mom group that I am a part
1: of. What's the name of the group? It's Live Your God Inspired Purpose for Moms. Yes, yes. Is that mm-hmm. the name of the book? Live Your God Inspired Purpose is the name of the book.
0: Okay, okay. I mixed it up. Okay, I'm sorry. Our topic on tonight Is creating balance in your home for 2020, which is a great topic that not only mothers, wives can use, but anyone, um, we all can use home. And so uh, my first question is, as we dive into this topic, I looked at the three main words in, in the topic, which is create, balance, and home. So let's separate the wife and the mother aspect. How would you say a person who is a wife can create and have balance in the home for 2020?
1: As a wife, I would say creating balance would be making sure you're putting your marriage first. Because I actually, thinking back, there's this conference I went to. Well, actually they call it a weekend getaway. Family life, to, family life Today is the name of the company. They have a weekend getaway. And you go and you learn all about your spouse and about yourself. It's super awesome. And they were talking about the different types of affairs that you can have. And, of course, we all know about the physical affair. You can, have, you can also have an emotional affair. And they said you can also have an affair with things such as work, your kids. I said, oh, wait a minute. Because I know a lot of us as moms, we put all our attention or majority of our attention into our kids and our husbands. They will feel neglected. They may say something, they may not. But to put your husband in your marriage first, that's what you need to do. So you're not, as they said at the weekend retreat, having an affair per se with your children. Making sure you're having whatever works for you, I would say... If you know you're not spending time with your spouse, you need to spend more time, select one day out of the month and say, hey, we're gonna get together. We are gonna do something that we love to do. If you don't have a babysitter, that's not an excuse. I had a friend, I just talked to her and they're not gonna be available for Valentine's Day to spend time together. So she told me last night, I believe, that her mother was supposed to watch the kids so they could go out. Mom got sick. She's just throwing up and everything. I was like, oh, well, I hope y'all still, you know, do something. So I talked to her today. She said, yep, we had, we sat down, watched a movie. I cooked and we just enjoyed ourselves, even though she has little ones. (laughs) She said they were in and out of the room a little bit, but, you know, we weren't bothered by that but they made that intentional saying we are going to spend this time to nurture our marriage. My husband and I, we do once a week, we have a lunch date. Very often when we think about spending time, it's at night for some reason, like you got to have a date night. We right now, we don't have the luxury of doing that because I'm working on my business. and He's working. So we, every Friday or as much as possible, we have a lunch date and excuse me, a lunch date not a day (laughs) but we we're intentional about that and we talk with each other talk about our hopes and dreams and frustrations but we are making sure that that comes first always making sure your marriage comes first you don't want to neglect your marriage that's an example you want to show your kids you want your kids to see you loving on each other knowing that I tell my kids, I say, y'all, we went out to eat today. Oh man, that's not fair. I said, Oh, you don't want mommy and daddy to be happy? Uh, yeah, but that's not fair. Y'all got to go somewhere. But they know it's a routine, it's a tradition that we are spending time together. And that balances out, you know, all the things that I do and that we do for our kids as well. I totally
0: agree. And and the key thing you said was intentional. You on purpose
1: exactly. set
0: aside Fridays for your lunch date. Mm-hmm. and It's important for us as uh, husband and wives not to be get caught up in that it has to be a date night. If lunch works for you, go out to lunch. If it's breakfast, do that. If it's a weekday and you can't do it on the weekend, we have to be more flexible in how we make that intentional time and not get locked in to a system of what someone else says we should do.
1: Right.
0: And I, I love focus on the family.
1: Yeah, it is focus on the family.
0: Yeah, I I, I love them. Um, But I never thought about having an affair mm-hmm. with the kids at yeah. work. You know, we don't look at it uh, in that light, but putting it in those terms that is what takes place a lot of times. We yep. call it workaholic. hmm Couch <laughs> potato. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that was, that was really good. So now let's look at it as, as being a mother. And I also agree that, um, especially uh, in the Christian home, we both are Christian uh, wives and mothers. We do put our spouse first. That we put the spouse first. Because as they say, one day those kids, they are, they are going to grow up, go away to college, and they
1: be, be gone. doing them. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> and you'll be left with, what do I do now? Because yep. if you never balance out your life to separate your wifely duties from your motherly duties, you'll, you'll end up uh, not knowing what to do with yourself when, when you're an, an empty nester. hmm so that is important. Okay, so now as a mother, creating that balance in the home as a mother.
1: Oh, there's so many aspects of this.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is, this is a heavy um,
1: topic. <laughs> there is, whew, okay, when I'm thinking about balance as a mother, of course, I talk a lot about self-love and self-care. So the same way you're making sure you have that relationship with your husband, you want to make sure you're nurturing that relationship with yourself, that you're taking time out to do things that you love, taking time to make sure you're nurturing your feelings, the things that you may be frustrated with, because a lot of the times we push it down. We say, oh, I just got to suck it up and I got to keep moving. Yeah, suck it up for a little bit, but you still need to deal with those emotions at some point in time or it's going to blow up and it's not going to be pretty. So making sure that you are nurturing that relationship with yourself and then nurturing that relationship with your kids individually. If you can, make sure you're spending time with them. Maybe go on a little date with your son, with your daughter. And if you can't, if you had too many kids and you just don't have the time, maybe say, hey, I'm going to go with the boys. We're going to go do this. And then, hey, I'm going to go with depending on how many kids you have, you know, I'm gonna go with my daughter or with my daughters, and we're gonna go do this and create that tradition. And all of that involves time management. And time management means knowing what do you want? How do, do you want that marriage, that healthy marriage? Do you want that healthy relationship with self and with your kids? That's the type of stuff that I created a 2020 planner. And at the beginning of the planner, I ask questions, because I want you to Think about your vision. What do you want? Because you can get a planner or you can write in a journal the things you want to do each day. But if you don't know what that big overall vision is, how you want balance, then you're just going to continue doing the same thing over and over. So like I talked about every Friday, we know we're doing the lunch date. If you want to go out with your sons or with your daughters on a certain day, put that, write it down. I recommend writing it. Because there's something about when you write stuff down, it's more likely to get done. So writing that stuff down is so important. And that's my word. You said you like that word. Intentional. (laughs) Being intentional about how you want to make sure you're creating the type of relationships you want in your home. And then there's the other things. Your finances. What do you want from your finances? Your home. What do you want it to look like? Do you want a new home spiritually? What do you want? There's so many aspects that you need to create a vision for, to know this is what I want to work towards, Rather than just, they say, don't say a goal and make it vague, but then you're, you're not gonna reach it. If you're saying, oh, I want a relationship with my kids. Okay, what does that mean? What does that mean you want a relationship? You want them, you want them to grow spiritually? Okay. So what do you want to do? Do you want to do a devotional once a week before you go to bed every day? Do you want to go out to eat once a week? What, you know, it looks different for everybody, but being specific and writing those goals down and then assigning tasks to those goals. Like I said, once a week, three times a week, whatever works for you. Try it out. If it doesn't work, edit it. Don't give up. Don't say, because we didn't get to spend that time, oh, well. Or I didn't practice self-care. Oh, well, forget about that. I'm too busy. No. Try again. Try something different at a different time. Just don't give up on that vision and those goals that you have for your home, because it's going to take work. We know as moms, <laughs> we can have a plan, <laughs> but we like, uh-uh, kid gets sick something happens and we're like oh everything i planned is messed up (laughs) but we can't be discouraged you just have to try again the next day it's going to be hard it's going to be difficult but if you really want that whatever for your home you're gonna have to work for it yes oh yeah
0: (laughs) you have to work for it the vision for the family and i stress that as well uh you have to write the vision. The vision is always ahead of us. And the vision, as you said, is that bigger picture. And in order to know what direction to go in, you need to have that vision before you that sets the path for the direction of the family. And I know it's because a lot of times as being married with family, um, a lot of times we we're not intentional about making time for each other. And so again, we have to be intentional with, with being a wife, a husband, as well as the parent. Keeping all those in uh, in balance. It takes trial and error, would you agree?
1: Yes. Yes, it does.
0: <laughs> and and even through that, no one, you know, we're not perfect at it. We're we're becoming. Um, as Michelle Obama book is titled. We're, we're mm. always becoming one and the two shall become one. And as the two become one, and then and, and with the kids, seeing the two becoming one, the kids follow suit and the entire family is on one accord. Right. And when the family is on one, it brings a ha- harmony and love with, within uh, the entire unit. Um, and you mentioned you have a stepdaughter I have a stepson, and then I was a single mom when I met my husband. So we were a blended family. And so we went through that transition. Um, So definitely when you're going through transition of that type, you're definitely learning how to balance uh, through trial and error, doing something separate with the girls or maybe with the boys. We have our sons. But I found it hard for me to separate, let's say, uh, my three from from my husband because I felt like once I was married that that just wasn't a good idea because you don't want to hurt someone else's feelings. So for me during that transition it wasn't always easy and I'm sure my husband would agree as well. Um how was your transition uh in 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 the marriage with having a stepdaughter? It
1: was I say it was challenging, um, but I didn't have the best role model. My mother and my father, they divorced and he got remarried and <laughs> didn't have the best role model. So I said, I didn't want to be like her. Um, so it's, it's difficult, you know, because when you're raising your kids and you have a certain, well, I'll say me because everybody mothers differently. But I have a certain, certain things that I will not stand for, certain things I will. And when somebody's coming in, well, I was the one coming in <laughs> with different values. <laughs> I was one. it was me. Um, when somebody has different values because they have different influences outside of the home, they're taught differently. That just taught me to be a lot more patient and just understanding and more flexible because I can't just even now she's 18. <laughs> so I still have to understand that we're just on different planes. I'll just put it like that. <laughs> Influences outside of the home are totally different. So I have to know not to judge her per se. And you know, like, well, why are you talking? Why are you? That's what That's what you're around. That's what you're around the majority of the time. So all I can do is try to be a good influence when she is around, because she does currently live with her mother. We we find in society
0: to, to society today that there are many uh, blended families. I used to work with a young lady, and she would complain about things in her family, and they were not blended. And I thought to myself, "Wow! So it's not that it's happening because it's a blended family. It happens in
1: it's norm and
0: yeah. you know families that." that are not blended. Mm-hmm. But we always uh feel like oh it's because you know I'm the step parent or they're the step parent that it's not that's just how life goes with the parent yeah. and child relationship. How do you and your husband handle I won't say conflict. You know how how kids will play on one parent.
1: Mhm. <laughs> How do we handle that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we handle that by what did your daddy say? What did your mama say?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what we, that's what I did that early in, right in the gates with the we marriage.
1: That's how we, we made that clear. If mommy says no, don't come and ask me because then you trying to get me in trouble. <laughs> My husband will be like, then you trying to get me in trouble. Uh-uh, because then she going to come in here and tell me, I told them, they couldn't have that. And then I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. They just asked. So I said, yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah, we started. Mm-mm.
0: Yes. <laughs> and so, so the youngest is, is ours together, right? So we uh-huh. had one together. And um, I can't remember what it was. But so I agreed. I agreed to it or whatever it was. So he got in trouble about it with his dad, right? Do you know he told on me? He was like, well, mom, that, I was like, "Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I'm trying to help you out. (laughs) So you know what, after that, because with my older sons, when they were younger, when we first got married, I, I kept it like that. We stayed on one accord. If, if, if the husband, if my husband said no, I had to roll with that. If he said you couldn't go to the party, you couldn't go to the party. So I think, uh, With the young one, I got a little, a little lax in my my old age, Mm -hmm. Uh, but he taught me a a valuable lesson. Never again, because (laughs) he will tell on you. (laughs) 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 All righty. Okay. What is one of the main struggles that you believe happens when it comes to balancing the family? Struggle or stressor?
1: the kids and we don't want to say that out loud but it's true (laughs) that's why so many moms we lose ourselves because we are so busy taking care of our kids you know from when they were in our dailies, as i tell the kids you know there was a connection and then just because they're outside of our body doesn't mean that connection goes away it intensifies actually and we're so worried about them and them being their best and them doing their best and all these things that and us cheering for them and cheering them on and making sure they do what they love that we forget about ourselves. And that's stressful. It can build resentment. We may not want to admit it. It's like we resent our children. We resent not having the time to do what we love. Excuse me, not having, not creating the time to do what we love to practice self-care but that's why it's important to be intentional Intentional. (laughs) about saying as much as I want for my kids I need to want the same for me as much as I like to buy them oh look at that outfit she would love that oh my gosh I gotta get that we need to do the same for ourselves oh wait that's cute let me go on and get that I encouraged I was um during Christmas time, I was sharing some little mom tips, and I posted a picture of a bunch of Hot Wheel cars, because my sons love Hot Wheel cars, and then I had a box of tea, jasmine green tea that I love, and I said, moms, practicing self-care can be something simple as, when you pick something up for your kids, pick something up for yourself, too, because I love this tea, and I was not gonna not get this tea, and I'm up here shopping for these boys, (laughs) Plus, I need to relax sometimes. That tea just uh, relaxes me. So, yeah, being intentional about making that time, even if it's, or doing something small like that. Like I said, it was just some tea. But that's my part of my me time, enjoying a little cup of tea, maybe five or 10 minutes. That will help, believe it or not. Me time does not have to be a few hours. It can be, hallelujah, praise the Lord. But... (laughs) It does not have to be, it can be something short. Like I said, five, 10, 15 minutes. Who sa, Lord help me. Okay, back in the game with these kids. So that is definitely one of the common struggles of moms losing themselves, which causes overwhelm, stress, can cause depression, anxiety, so many things that we try to ignore. I
0: definitely can identify with losing losing yourself as a mom because part of my story is when I got married I was uh you know had never been married I was a new Christian and so my life had totally went through this transition of becoming a Christian and and now I'm I'm a, a Christian wife and I got pregnant. I must have got pregnant honeymoon night. I mean. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. I'm like, Lord, could you give me at least a year? <laughs> so, you know, we got pregnant like right away. And so the following year, we you know, now we're having a, another son. And so just making that adjustment and then the blended family and all of that, I did find myself losing myself. And at some point I was depressed because I I was the one that, you know, I liked being with my friends. It was like once I got married, no one asked me to hang out or go come come go to the movies. Like all all my friends um they were all hanging out but they never invited me. And so I just ended up just being like pretty much had to be intentional uh to start going out, doing the girls, you know, they would have a girls night out. I would make it my business to go. Right. I I had to do that. And once I broke out of that shell, that spirit broke off of me. And so I always encourage moms, like you said, self care. You need your me time. You need your own friends. Yes, I love my husband. We are best friends. But at the end of the day, I still need my girlfriends. We need that, that female connection uh, in your life because God made it that way for us to bond as women. It's healthy. It is. And we need it. And so I always encourage women, uh, especially who have young kids, don't feel guilty. You're not being a bad mother. You're actually being a good mother. Because God does not want you to lose who you are, even though you are a mother, even though you are a wife. He has a calling for you individually. And he does not want you to lose it. You have to what? Balance. Balance (laughs) it all out. You may can't go all the time. But at least some of the time. Go and enjoy yourself outside of the role as mother and wife that is so important. That's a whole nother podcast, yeah. right? <laughs>
1: so
0: we interjected that here because it's so important um and balancing out uh the home is so important. Any more you want to add to that or we can um uh, move on to my next question? No, Terry, give us as moms and wives, advice to those who feel overwhelmed, any advice?
1: Sit down and write down what you feel overwhelmed by. Study scriptures, Google scriptures about overwhelm, about stress because many times we are overwhelmed because we're focused on the wrong things. We're saying yes to too much. We don't know what our priorities are. We'll say something like, oh, my kids. That's why I say it's important to write that vision. Sit down and write out your vision. If you're overwhelmed, how do you wanna feel? I wanna feel less stress when I write it out. And then, write out what are you doing <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> what are you saying yes to that you don't need to say yes to because very often we're saying yes to everything our kids want everything everybody else wants but we're not saying yes to ourselves so sometimes we're going to have to say no you may feel guilt about it but guess what you won't feel as overwhelmed you won't feel stressed out because you're trying to do everything I say, when I talk about living your purpose, everybody has gifts. Everybody has things they were created to do that they absolutely love. For instance, I don't love cleaning my house. <clears throat> I just don't, that's the honest truth. But there are some people, they love it. They love to do it and they love to see the results. Like, yeah, I did that girl, we did that. If you have the funds, Let somebody do that. Let somebody come in your home once a month, twice a month, and clean your home. Guess what? That takes something off your shoulders. If your kids are asking you for stuff that they don't necessarily need, no. No, mommy's not going to do that. If somebody asks you to do something and you know you're already tired, don't say yes. Just say no. I already have a lot on my plate right now. Or a lot of (laughs) us as moms, we do stuff because we feel like we're the only one who can do it that way. This may be true, but it doesn't mean that you need to do it, especially if it's overwhelming. you. So think about all those things and write down what can you delegate to somebody else or say no to. Do you need to stop being on Facebook for three hours a day and maybe just 30 minutes or an hour? You know, it's different things. We all have different triggers. That's why I say write it down write down the things that are wasting your time things that you don't need to be doing if you can cut facebook from two hours to an hour 30 minutes guess what you can do with that other time whatever it is you wrote down in your vision that you want to be doing you can add in some self-care so you're not feeling as overwhelmed you can look at your time and say okay she asked me to do this she asked me to do that and okay I'm not gonna be able to do this, so let me go on and reply and say no. Instead of last minute, they ask me, I'm like, oh sure, I'll go ahead and do it. Adding more on your plate. Overwhelmed, frustrated, and the cycle continues. So those are some things I recommend. It's a lot, but it's worth it. When you sit down and you write out those things, those things that you're wasting your time on, those things you need to delegate, those things you need to say no to, what your priorities really are, then you can say no to the things that do not, align, do not align with those priorities. That's why it's so important to have that vision and know what in this time of my life, what are my, I would say your top three priorities, your top three to five priorities. If it's not in alignment, I'm sorry. No, as they say, no is a complete sentence. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. You can explain why or not. Many people say yes because they don't want to explain why they can't. I'd rather you just say no and not explain than say yes and stress yourself out. So that's my recommendations for you finding out how to let go of that overwhelm. Because God doesn't want you to be overwhelmed. He doesn't. That's why he created all these wonderful people to help you. That's why he gave you a mouth to say no. That's why he gave you a mind to have discernment and to know what to do what not to do
0: great advice thank you so much do you have any
1: upcoming conferences any offers challenges i am um, i every <clears throat> february excuse me really my throat wants to act up <laughs> every february i usually do the mom love challenge so i'll probably do that after my birthday my birthday is this weekend woohoo Ooh, where happy birthday <laughs> thank you So I'll probably be doing the mom love challenge this month and I am doing events I have an event coming up February 29th it's not my event but I'm performing poetry at the event and I'm just looking forward to doing more and more and really stepping fearlessly as they say even though I feel the fear doing it anyway and getting more speaking engagements and of course, I have the 2020 Mom Life Planner um, that, like I said, all those things that I recommend you do, you can do them in that planner, write them out. <clears throat> so that's what's coming up.
0: Awesome, awesome. And um, the link to her website to join her um, mom, mom group on Facebook, all those links are in the description uh, for the podcast. Um, and she also makes... Awesome faith based jewelry, which I have purchased quite a few. Awesome, awesome. So, again, thank you for your support, Mona. Yes, (laughs) thank you for being my guest. I'm uber excited. Um, And I know that this podcast is going to bless many moms and wives. And so, we will talk to you soon. Toodles. Hi, this is Mona from the Monovations podcast, and I am super excited to have my special guest, my special mompreneur, uh, Cherry Tweety Hawkins, is joining us on this episode. Um, I met Cherry some years ago, and we connected because uh, we're both purpose pushers. And so I found her on Instagram, actually, found her on Instagram Start scrolling, reading about her, ended up purchasing her book, uh, Live Your God-Inspired Purpose for Moms, purchased that um, book from her years ago, Um, and so she is just a beautiful soul. Um, Over the years, I've continued to uh, follow her, and we are social media buds, and so I'm just excited that she's here to share with us on tonight so i'm going to go ahead and let her introduce herself and then we will get into uh, our topic for the podcast
1: well hello Mona hello everybody thank you so much for having me i am Cherry Twitty Hawkins your mom motivator and i help moms to rediscover the woman within because you know sometimes we forget about who we are because we're so busy taking care of everybody else and learn how to practice self-care, self-love, and live our God-inspired purpose as women. And I am a married, I love my husband so much, (laughs) he's awesome, married woman, as well as a mother of twins, a five-year-old, the twins just turned 10 actually on Monday, a five-year-old and I also have an 18-year-old stepdaughter. So that's a little about me. Okay.
0: Happy birthday to the twins. Thank you. <laughs> yes. So that's exciting. How how long
1: have you been married? Hmm, let's see. <laughs> I'm going to say going on eight years. Going on nine years. My husband, you know how the woman usually remembers? We're the opposite. He remembers and I don't. <laughs> I'm like, how many? He's like, mm-hmm. Same here. Same here. I'd be like, uh. <laughs> I
0: have to think like, how old is this, uh our son, and then add a year to that. <laughs> That's how I figure it out. Awesome, awesome. So, uh, you uh, live in Houston, Texas. Yes, ma'am. H-town. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Uh, you are not only an author; you are a poet. Yes, ma'am. And you are the CEO and founder of an awesome mom, mom group that I am a part of. Um, and I thought I wrote it
1: down. What's the name of the group? It's Live Your God Inspired Purpose for Moms. Yes, yes. Is that mm-hmm. the name of the book? Live Your God Inspired
0: Purpose is the name of the book. Okay, okay. I mixed it up. Okay, I'm sorry. Yes, yes. And um, our topic on tonight is creating balance in your home for 2020, which is a great topic that not only mothers um, and wives can use, but anyone, uh, we all can use uh, balance uh, at home. And so uh, my first question is, as we dive into this topic, I looked at the three main words in, in the topic, which is create, balance and home so let's separate the wife and the mother aspect so how would you say a person who is a wife can create and have balance in the home for 2020
1: as a wife i would say creating balance would be making sure you're putting your marriage first because i actually thinking back there's this conference i went to well actually they call it a weekend getaway family life to family life today is the name of the company they have a weekend getaway and you go and you learn all about your spouse and about yourself it's super awesome and they were talking about the different types of affairs that you can have and of course we all know about the physical affair you can have you can also have an emotional affair. And they said, you can also have an affair with things such as work, your kids. I said, oh, wait a minute. Cause I know a lot of us as moms, we put all our attention or majority of our attention into our kids and our husbands. They will feel neglected. They may say something, they may not. But to put your husband in your marriage first, That's what you need to do so you're not, as they said at the weekend retreat, having an affair, per se, with your children. So making sure you're having whatever works for you. I would say, if you know you're not spending time with your spouse, you need to spend more time, select one day out of the month. And say, hey, we're going to get together. We are going to do something that we love to do. If you don't have a babysitter, that's not an excuse. I had a friend, I just talked to her, and they're not gonna be available for Valentine's Day to spend time together. So she told me last night, I believe, that her mother was supposed to watch the kids so they could go out. Mom got sick. She's just throwing up and everything. I was like, oh, well, I hope y'all still you know, do something. So I talked to her today, she said, yep. We, had, we sat down, watched a movie, I cooked, and we just enjoyed ourselves, even though she has little ones. <laughs> she said they were in and out of the room a little bit, but you know we weren't bothered by that. But they made that intentional saying, we are going to spend this time to nurture our marriage. My husband and I, we do once a week, we have a lunch date. <clears throat> Very often when we think about spending time, it's at night for some reason. Like you got to have a date night. We right now, we don't have the luxury of doing that because I'm working on my business. and He's working. So we every Friday or as much as possible, we have a lunch day, and excuse me, a lunch date, not a day. <laughs> but we we're intentional about that. And we talk with each other, talk about our hopes and dreams and frustrations. But we are making sure that that comes first always making sure your marriage comes first you don't want to neglect your marriage that's an example you want to show your kids you want your kids to see you loving on each other knowing that (laughs) I tell my kids I say y'all we went out to eat today oh man that's not fair I said oh you don't want mommy and daddy to be happy uh yeah but that's not fair y'all got to go somewhere but they know it's a routine it's a tradition that we are spending time together and that balances out, you know, all the things that I do and that we do for our kids as well.
0: I totally agree. And, and the key thing you said was intentional. You on purpose
1: exactly. set
0: aside Fridays for your lunch date. Mm-hmm. And it's important for us as uh husband and wives, not to be get caught up in that. It has to be a date night, If lunch works for you, go out to lunch. If it's breakfast, do that. If it's a weekday and you can't do it on the weekend, we have to be more flexible in how we make that intentional time and not get locked in to a system of what someone else says we should do.
1: Right.
0: And I I love focus. uh, Was that focus on the family? Yeah, it is focused on the family. Yeah, I I, I love them. Um, But I never thought about having an affair Mm -hmm. with the kids at work. You know, we don't look at it uh, in that light, but putting it in those terms, that is what takes place a lot of times. We call it workaholic. Mm -hmm. Couch (laughs) potato. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, so that was that was really good. Um, so now let's look at it as as being a mother. And I also agree that, um, especially uh, in the Christian home, we both are Christian uh, wives and mothers. That we do put our spouse first. That we put the spouse first, um, because as they say, one day those kids they are they are going to grow up, go away to college, and be doing them (laughs) right (laughs) and you'll be left with what do i do now because if you never balance out your life to separate your wifely duties from your motherly duties you'll you'll end up uh not knowing what to do with yourself when when you're an an empty nester Mm -hmm. so that is important okay so now as a mother creating that balance in the home as a mother
1: Oh, there's so many aspects of this.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is this is a heavy um, topic.
1: <laughs> there is... Whew, okay, when I'm thinking about balance as a mother, of course, I talk a lot about self-love and self-care. So the same way you're making sure you have that relationship with your husband, you want to make sure you're nurturing that relationship with yourself, that you're taking time out to do things that you love, taking time to... Make sure you're nurturing your feelings, the things that you may be frustrated with because a lot of the times we push it down. We say, oh, I just gotta suck it up and I gotta keep moving. Yeah, suck it up for a little bit, but you still need to deal with those emotions at some point in time or it's gonna blow up and it's not gonna be pretty. So making sure that you are nurturing that relationship with yourself and then nurturing that relationship with your kids individually if you can. Make sure you're spending time with them. Maybe you go on a little date with your son, with your daughter. And if you can't, just, if you had too many kids and you just don't have the time, maybe say, "Hey, I'm gonna go with the boys. We're gonna go do this." And then, "Hey, I'm gonna go with," depending on how many kids you have, you know, "I'm gonna go with my daughter or with my daughters, and we're gonna go do this and create that tradition." And all of that involves time management. And time management means knowing what do you want. How do, do you want that marriage, that healthy marriage? Do you want that healthy relationship with self and with your kids? That's the type of stuff that I created a 2020 planner. And at the beginning of the planner, I ask questions because I want you to think about your vision. What do you want? Because you can get a planner or you can write in a journal the things you want to do each day. But if you don't know what that big overall vision is, how you want balance, then you're just going to continue doing the same thing over and over. So like I talked about, every Friday, we know we're doing the lunch date. If you want to go out with your sons or with your daughters on a certain day, put that, write it down. I recommend writing it because there's something about when you write stuff down, it's more likely to get done. So writing that stuff down is so important. And that's my word. You said you like that word, intentional. (laughs) being intentional about how you want to make sure you're creating the type of relationships you want in your home and then there's the other things your finances what do you want for your finances your home what do you want it to look like do you want a new home spiritually what do you want there's so many aspects that you need to create a vision for to know this is what I want to work towards Rather than just they say don't say a goal and make it vague but then you're you're not going to reach it. If you're saying, oh, I want a relationship with my kids. Okay, what does that mean? What does that mean you want a relationship? You want, them, you want them to grow spiritually? Okay, so what do you want to do? Do you want to do a devotional once a week before you go to bed every day? Do you want to go out to eat once a week? What You know, it looks different for everybody, but being specific and writing those goals down and then assigning tasks to those goals. Like I said, once a week, three times a week, whatever works for you, try it out. If it doesn't work, edit it. Don't give up. Don't say, because we didn't get to spend that time, oh well. Or I didn't practice self-care, oh well, forget about that, I'm too busy. No, try again. Try something different at a different time. Just don't give up on that vision and those goals that you have for your home, because it's going to take work. We know as moms, we can have a plan, (laughs) but we're like, "Uh uh-uh, kid gets sick, something happens, and we're like, oh, everything I planned is messed up, (laughs) but we can't be discouraged. You just have to try again the next day. It's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult, but if you really want that, whatever, for your home, you're going to have to work for it. Yes. (laughs)
0: You have to work for it. Mm -hmm. Um, And you spoke about the vision for the family. And I stress that as well. Uh, You have to write the vision. The vision is always ahead of us. And the vision, as you said, is that bigger picture. And in order to know what direction to go in you need to have that vision before you that sets the path for the direction of the family right. and so that is so key and I'm super excited I'm just going to throw this in so this Friday for Valentine's Day um, my husband and I we are uh, hosting a vision board party for married couples. so
1: Awesome. I am super
0: excited. He's all pumped <laughs> up. He's like, I'm not the coach. You're the coach. I'm like, uh, uh, you're a coach now. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And so all the couples, um, everyone's just excited. And I know it's because a lot of times as being married with family, um, a lot of times we we're not intentional about making time for each other. And so again, we have to be intentional with, with being a wife, a husband, as well as the parent, keeping all those in, uh, in balance. It takes trial and error, would you agree? Yes,
1: yes, it does.
0: <laughs> and, and even through that, no one, you know, we're not perfect at it. We're, we're becoming, um, as Michelle Obama book is titled, we're, we're mm. always becoming one and the two shall become one. And as the two become one and then, and with the kids seeing the two becoming one, the kids follow suit and the entire family is on one accord. And when the family is on one accord, um, it just brings a harmony and love within, uh, the entire unit. Um, and you mentioned you have a stepdaughter, I have a stepson, and then I was a single mom when I met my husband. So we were a blended family. And so we went through that transition. Um, So definitely when you're going through transition of that type, you're definitely learning how to balance uh, through trial and error. And you mentioned uh, maybe doing something separate with the girls or maybe with the boys. We have our sons. Um, But I found it hard for me to separate, let's say uh, my three from, from my husband because I felt like once I was married, that that just wasn't a good idea because you don't want to hurt someone else's feelings. So for me during that transition, it wasn't always easy. And I'm sure my husband would agree as well. Um, how was your transition uh, in, in, in the marriage with having a stepdaughter?
1: Um, it was... I'll say it was challenging, um, but I didn't have the best role model. Um, my mother and my father, they divorced and he got remarried and <laughs> didn't have the best role model. So I said, I didn't want to be like her. Um, so it's it's difficult, you know, because when you're raising your kids and you have a certain, well, I'll say me. Everybody mothers differently, but I have a certain certain things that I will not stand for, certain things I will. And when somebody's coming in, well, I was the one coming in <laughs> with different values. <laughs> I was, I was, it was me. Um, when somebody has different values because they have different influences outside of the home, they're taught differently. That just taught me to be a lot more patient and just understanding and more flexible because I can't just even now she's 18 (laughs) so I still have to understand that we're just on different planes I'll just put it like that (laughs) influences outside of the home are totally different so I have to know not to judge her per se and you know like why are you talking why are you that's what that's what you're around That's what you're around the majority of the time. So all I can do is try to be a good influence when she is around because she does currently live with her mother.
0: Yeah. So we, we, we find in society to to society today that there are many, um, blended families. Um, but you know what? I also know, um, I used to work with a young lady and she would complain about things in her family and they were not blended and I thought to myself wow so it's not that it's happening because it's a blended family it happens
1: in in, and
0: you know families that that are not blended Mm. but we always uh feel like oh it's because you know I'm the step parent or they're the step parent that it's not that's just how life goes with the parent and child relationship Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, with balance, how do you and your husband handle, I won't say conflict, you know, how, how kids would play on one parent.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> how do we handle that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we handle that by what did your daddy say? What did your mama say? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what we that's what I did that early in right in the gate. That's, with how, the we marriage. A,
1: that's how we we made that clear. If mommy says no, don't come and ask me because then you trying to get me in trouble. <laughs> My husband will be like, then you trying to get me in trouble. Uh-uh, because then she gonna come in here talking about I told them they couldn't have that and then I'm like, Oh, I didn't know that. They just asked so I said yeah. mm Yeah, we started mm mm. Yes,
0: <laughs> and so so the youngest is is ours together, right? So oh. we had one together, and um, I can't remember what it was, but so I agreed I agreed to it or whatever it was. So he got in trouble about it with his dad, right? Do you know he told on me? He was <laughs> like, "Well, mom," that, that I was like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, yeah." I'm trying to help you out. <laughs> Yep. So you know yep. what, yep. after that, because with my older sons, when they were younger uh, when we first got married i I kept it like that. we stayed on one accord if mm-hmm. if if the husband if my husband said no, I had to roll with that. If he said you couldn't go to the party, you couldn't go to the party um so I think uh with the young one, I got a little a little lax in my, <laughs> in my yeah, old age. age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, uh, but he taught me a a valuable lesson. Never again,
1: because (laughs) he will
0: tell on you. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. Okay. Um, what is one of the main struggles, um, that you believe happens when it comes to balancing the family struggle or stressor?
1: the kids
0: and we don't want to say that out loud
1: but it's true (laughs) that's why so many moms we lose ourselves because we are so busy taking care of our kids you know from when they were in our dailies, as i tell the kids you know there was a connection and then just because they're outside of our body doesn't mean that connection goes away it intensifies actually And we're so worried about them and them being their best and them doing their best and all these things that and us cheering for them and cheering them on and making sure they do what they love that we forget about ourselves. And that's stressful. It can build resentment. We may not want to admit it. It's like we resent our children. We resent not having the time to do what we love. Excuse me, not having, not creating the time to do what we love to practice self-care but that's why it's important to be intentional Intentional. (laughs) about saying as much as I want for my kids I need to want the same for me as much as I like to buy them oh look at that outfit she would love that oh my gosh I gotta get that we need to do the same for ourselves oh wait that's cute let me go on and get that I encouraged I was um during Christmas time, I was sharing some little mom tips. And I posted a picture of a bunch of Hot Wheel cars because my sons love Hot Wheel cars. And then I had a box of tea, jasmine green tea that I love. And I said, moms, practicing self-care can be something simple as when you pick something up for your kids, pick something up for yourself too. Because I love this tea. And I was not going to not get this tea. And I'm up here shopping for these boys. (laughs) Plus, I need to relax sometimes. That tea just uh, relaxes me. So, yeah, being intentional about making that time, even if it's – or doing something small like that. Like I said, it was just some tea. But that's my part of my me time, enjoying a little cup of tea, maybe five or ten minutes. That will help, believe it or not. Me time does not have to be a few hours. It can be. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But (laughs) – It does not have to be. It can be something short. Like I said, 5, 10, 15 minutes. Oh, Lord, help me. Okay. Back in the game with these kids. So that is definitely one of the common struggles of moms losing themselves, which causes overwhelm, stress, can cause depression, anxiety, so many things that we try to ignore.
0: I definitely can identify with losing uh, losing yourself as a mom because part of my story is when I got married, I was, uh, you know, had never been married. I was uh, a new Christian. And so my life had totally went through this transition of becoming a Christian and, and now I'm, I'm a, a Christian wife and, and, I got pregnant. I must have got pregnant honeymoon night. I mean.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm like, Lord, could you give me at least a year? <laughs> so, you know, we got pregnant like right away. And so the following year, we you know, now we're having a, another son. And so just making that adjustment and then the blended family and all of that, I did find myself losing myself um and at some point uh I was depressed I I was depressed because I I was the one that you know I liked being with my friends it was like once I got married no one asked me to hang out or go come come go to the movies like all all my friends um they were all hanging out but they never invited me and so I just ended up just being like pretty much had to be intentional uh to start going out doing the girls you know they would have a girls night out I would make it my business to go. Right. I, yeah. I had to do that. And once I broke out of that shell, um that spirit broke off of me. And so I always encourage moms, like you said, self care. You need your me time You need your own friends. Yes, I love my husband. We are best friends. But at the end of the day, I still need my girlfriends. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: so you need that that female connection uh, in your life because God made it that way for us to bond as women. It's healthy. It is. And we need it. And so I always encourage women Uh, especially who have young kids, don't feel guilty. You're not being a bad mother. You're actually being a good mother because God does not want you to lose who you are even though you are a mother, even though you are a wife. He has a calling for you individually. And he does not want you to lose it. You have to what? Balance. Balance (laughs) it all out. You may can't go all the time but at least some of the time go and enjoy yourself outside of the role as mother and wife. That is so important. That's a whole nother podcast, yeah. right? <laughs> so we interjected that here because it's so important. Um, and balancing out uh, the home is so important. Mm-hmm. Any more you want to add to that or we can, um, Um, move on to my next question no all righty so cherry give us as moms and wives advice to those who feel overwhelmed any advice
1: Okay. Okay, not me. Can you hear me? Okay, I didn't hear what you said.
0: So my question was, uh, to end this out, give advice to the mom and
1: wife who feel overwhelmed. Sit down and write down what you feel overwhelmed by. Study scriptures, Google scriptures about overwhelm, about stress, because many times we are overwhelmed because we're focused on the wrong things. We're saying yes to too much. We don't know what our priorities are. We'll say something like, oh, my kids. That's why I say it's important to write that vision. Sit down and write out your vision. If you're overwhelmed, how do you want to feel? I want to feel less stressed when I write it out. And then write out, what are you doing? <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> what are you saying yes to that you don't need to say yes to? Because very often we're saying yes to everything our kids want. Everything everybody else wants, but we're not saying yes to ourselves. So sometimes we're gonna to have to say no. You may feel guilt about it, but guess what? You won't feel as overwhelmed. You won't feel stressed out because you're trying to do everything. I say, when I talk about living your purpose, everybody has gifts. Everybody has things they were created to do that they absolutely love. For instance, I don't love cleaning my house. <clears throat> I just don't, that's the honest truth. But there are some people, they love it. They love to do it and they love to see the results. Like, yeah, I did that girl, we did that. If you have the funds, let somebody do that. Let somebody come in your home once a month, twice a month and clean your home. Guess what? That takes something off your shoulders. If your kids are asking you for stuff that they don't necessarily need, no. No, mommy's not gonna do that. If somebody asks you to do something and you know you're already tired, don't say yes. Just say no, I already have a lot on my plate right now. Or a lot of (laughs) us as moms, we do stuff because we feel like we're the only one who can do it that way. This may be true, but it doesn't mean that you need to do it, especially if it's overwhelming. you. So think about all those things and write down what can you delegate to somebody else or say no to. Do you need to stop being on Facebook for three hours a day and maybe just 30 minutes or an hour? You know, there's different things. We all have different triggers. That's why I say write it down. Write down the things that are wasting your time, things that you don't need to be doing. If you can cut Facebook from two hours to an hour, 30 minutes, guess what you can do with that other time? Whatever it is you wrote down in your vision, that you wanna be doing. You can add in some self-care, so you're not feeling as overwhelmed. You can look at your time and say, okay, she asked me to do this, she asked me to do that and, okay, I'm not gonna be able to do this, so let me go on and reply and say no. Instead of last minute, they ask me, I'm like, oh sure, I'll go ahead and do it. Adding more on your plate. Overwhelmed, frustrated, and the cycle continues. So those are some things I recommend. It's a lot, but it's worth it. When you sit down and you write out those things, those things that you're wasting your time on, those things you need to delegate, those things you need to say no to, what your priorities really are, then you can say no to the things that do not align, do not align with those priorities. That's why it's so important to have that vision and know what, in this time of my life, what are my, I would say your top three priorities, your top three to five priorities. If it's not in alignment, I'm sorry. No, as they say, no is a complete sentence. (laughs) No, I'm sorry. You can explain why or not. Many people say yes, because they don't want to explain why they can't. I'd rather you just say no and not explain, than say yes and stress yourself out. So that's my recommendations for you finding out how to let go of that overwhelm, because God doesn't want you to be overwhelmed he doesn't that's why he created all these wonderful people to help you that's why he gave you a mouth to say no that's why he gave you a mind to have discernment and to know what to do what not to do
0: great advice thank you so much do you have any upcoming conferences
1: any offers challenges i am um, i every February, excuse me, really, my throat wants to act up. <laughs> Every February, I usually do the Mom Love Challenge. So I'll probably do that after my birthday. My birthday is this weekend. Woohoo! Ooh, happy birthday! <laughs> Thank you. So I'll probably be doing the Mom Love Challenge this month. And I am doing events. I have an event coming up February 29th. It's not my event, but I'm performing poetry at the event. And I'm just looking forward to doing more and more and really stepping fearlessly, as they say, even though I feel the fear, doing it anyway, and getting more speaking engagements. And of course, I have the 2020 Mom Life Planner um, that, like I said, all those things that I recommend you do, you can do them in that planner, write them out. <clears throat> so that's what's coming up.
0: Awesome, awesome. And um, the link, To her website to join her um, mom mom group on Facebook. All those links are in the description uh, for the podcast. Um, And she also makes awesome faith based jewelry, which Mm -hmm. I have purchased quite a few. Awesome, awesome. So again, thank you for your support, Mona. Yes, (laughs) thank you for being my guest. I'm super excited, um, and I know that this podcast is going to bless many moms and wives and so we will talk to you soon toodles this episode is sponsored by amazon's best-selling author mona williams you can purchase any of her published works at www.amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Mona Williams.